No Christian has to be poor. If we had to be poor, Jesus wouldn't have said, I've been anointed to preach the gospel to the poor. What was he preaching to the poor? If it's not to correct it, then it should be preached to the poor. He said, I came to preach to the sick. And we know when he preached to the sick, the God won heal. So if he's preaching to the poor, then prosperity is part of the gospel. It is. Are you with me? It's part of the gospel. Amen. Which is able. It has an ability. I tell people, I believe God's word so, so much. Because it has an ability. I told you this the other time. For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. It has an ability to produce. He says, I commend you to God to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance amongst them that are sanctified. God's desire is for you to have his word at work in your life. And he has made this possible by bringing to you his message from our man of God, Pastor Ray King. Keep on shining and reigning forever as you receive God's word for your life today. So the first man, Adam, was made a life-giving spirit. Are you with me? Was made a quick, and he says, and the last, was made a living soul, and the last Adam. Didn't you see that? The last Adam was made a quickening spirit. So the last Adam was Jesus before his resurrection. Understand this. So Jesus became the last Adam to end the Adamic race. The Adamic race, hallelujah. So you see, he said it's sown and it's reaped in glory, it's sown in dishonest, and it's reaped in, you know, it's sown in corruption, it's reaped in incorruption. You understand? So now it says that the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. But the last Adam, a quickening spirit. In other words, a life-giving spirit or one that gives life. So now Jesus comes in as the last Adam. The one who comes in and takes the nature of what Adam had given to all men. And he dies as the last Adam. That's what, he, that's what he's saying. He dies as the last Adam. So now Jesus is not the last Adam. He was the last Adam. So he died as the last Adam. And then now he says that it, his death was to an end. That's why he says that the last Adam was a quickening spirit. Because until that death happened, there couldn't have been more new people. Do you understand? So let's see the new um, description he gives Jesus. 46. How be it that, that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural. So I told you last two years that Adam was made a natural man. That is why Adam could fall. Are you listening? But the life that Jesus has brought us is beyond Adam's life. We are not going back to Eden. You know, sometimes you hear back to Eden conference. I see it and I'm like, oh God. We have gone beyond Eden. Sankofa. No, Jesus, listen, if he takes us back to Eden, we'll fall again. He says that which was first was natural. 
Adam was made a natural man. Hallelujah. And God was not ready to replay. That's why, and that's why it says, he that keeps you from falling. I don't want to get there now. Are you with me? Are you with me? So he died as the last Adam. But resurrected as something. Or as someone. We'll see what he said. So the first man was natural. We'll deal with that another time. And after that, which, was, which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. And the second man. He didn't say, and the second Adam, or the last Adam. He says, and the second man is the Lord from heaven. Alice Clare, comprehende? Mati asie, nyenu shishi, ese gome, o ese goma. Esegome, aha, Esegome, a which other one? Angori. Am I? Are you sure you're not lying to me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So he says the first man is of the earth earthy, but the second man is the Lord from heaven. That is what we call the new man. The last Adam ended that race. And now we have the second man. And this man is a new creator. He says that the one that is renewed in the likeness of the Father. Hallelujah. Oh, 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 oh. Woo! Hmm. Are you learning something? Are you learning something? Okay, now let's just move to give the Lord a mighty clap up. Shout of God, the life of God. In every fiber of my being. No sickness can stay in my body. No weakness can stay in my body. Hallelujah. Say, I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong. If you came here with any ailments, you are free. Yes, you are free. You are free. You are free from that devil, from that shackles. You are free. You are free. If you came here not feeling well, you of course have your healing before you leave. That's one specialty about this conference. Hallelujah. Woo! So yeah, we know that this life is indestructible and this life is, you know, is one that is, 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 is full of dominion and power. One that cannot fail. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But there is another face. We have Sarah Kuda just excited about the fact that I got the life of God in me. Hallelujah. But there's more to it. There's more to it. The book of John. Hmm. Eh, 
Amen. The Gospel of John chapter 4. Let's read from verse 7 or verse 6. One, two, three, go. Now Jacob's well, uh huh. Jesus, therefore, being worried with his journey, sat, uh huh, on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman, uh huh, said unto him, Give me to drink, uh huh. Uh huh. Mm. And I told you the other time that the Samarians are also Jews, okay, but had to get, you know, separated because of some one or two reasons. So they still have Jewish roots, okay, and then the Jews didn't want to mingle with the Samarians, all right. And now she's saying, how come you a Jew? You are asking a Samaritan for water. Jesus broke lots of protocol, okay? Yes, he did. Sometimes his disciples didn't even understand. When the woman with the issue of blood was going, they were trying to stop her. The Bible says she shouted them all. Sorry, um, blind Bartimaeus. He shouted. Son of David, have mercy on me. So the more they stopped him, the more he shouted. Hallelujah. Let me read so that I can be faster. Jesus answered and said to, unto her, If thou knowest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. I go with two no. You've come to the well. Me and me crab back so you are telling me I should give water. And I'm saying, as you are telling me if I knew. Some of you that have just said, Charlie, saw. You see. <laughs> <laughs> you see, like some of you have just snubbed Jesus. Because then someone asks you for water, and I say that if you knew who was asking you for water, like you'd rather tell the person to give you water. And yet the person who is talking doesn't have anything. How sometimes some people miss their blessing because of how someone appeared. Are you understanding me? Maybe that man is the one you're supposed to marry. But because he's not having all the things that you really, you feel like he's not the one. You have your specs. Maybe it's that lady. But you have your specs. A few years will come and now you will see that wonderful, nurtured person, and you wish, had I known. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm not going to go there tonight. Hallelujah. And the woman said unto him, Say, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then has thou that living water? She, so she questioned him. Now you that are telling me, I should ask me, I have something, you say you don't have anything. And this water is even deep. And another come for a notch star. Art thou greater than our father Jacob? 
which gave us the well. You see, so she remember she, she quoted that Jacob is her father. Do you understand? Because they have traits, they have their roots from Jacob. Do you understand? And drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle. Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing into eternal life. Now for a moment, the woman was now standing there. Who is this man? With so much confidence, speaking the word of life. Who is this man? And of course, he didn't speak English. Remember, he spoke Aion Ume, the double negative. What I told I taught you last year. He says that, but whosoever, he says, if you drink of this water, you thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never, not in this time and in the time to come. Hey, 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 your English just tells you never. But the word never, there is a double negative. And he's saying that not even in this age and in the age to come shall that person ever thirst again. For that water shall be in him, a well springing up unto eternal life. And so, now I ask, why do we preach that people need to thirst for God? That is my focus this weekend. Yes. Who are those thirsty? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lord, I thirst for you. Lord, I thirst for you. Oh, Lord, I thirst for you. Then he's, he's there watching. Does this child know the scriptures? I told you, these are emotional sentiments. So that's what I'm dealing with this week. That's why I said you've been brought into constant supply. Now you understand it. Now you will understand it. He said, shall never thirst again. Okay, Pastor Roy, what about the Beatitudes? Matthew chapter 5. If any man thirsts and hunger for righteousness, uh, he shall be filled. When was Jesus talking? Who was he talking to? And what was he referring to? Those that thirst and hunger are those that are not in Christ. They are not those in Christ. This is not, I told you, this is going to be against your theology, but Charlie, it's the truth. He, no, Jesus did not mean words. He said that, hey, if anyone drinks of this water that I'm going to give him, he shall never thirst again. They does. You are the fountain that won't run dry. Did you really understand it? Jesus, rivers of living water. Uh, and, oh, that's what they dance. Yes. Out of my belly now flows 
Rivers of living water. Did you understand it? Hallelujah. Glory to the Father. Because Jesus says, they shall never. And I told you, in the Greek, it's dope. So in the English, you might just read, shall never. But you may not know the strength of it. It was a double negative. And he said also that they shall never, not in this time and in the time to come, shall they ever thirst again. Check your Bibles. Listen. Check your Bibles. After the death and resurrection of Jesus, there is nowhere in the scripture where the child of God is told to thirst and hunger for the Lord. What they are told to do is desire. And that will take me a whole month or two or three to talk about the kinds of desires for the child of God. Because there's no, uh, if, if you have to, as a child of God, you have to be thirsty for God. You have to be thirsty for God. I thought you've received Jesus. And if you received him, you drank of the water. Why will you be thirsty again? And we have songs like that. There was a song that I used to enjoy by one wonderful, we thirst for you. We thirst for you. We search for you in a dry and barren land. We long for your hand to guide us through a place where you. Hallelujah. And I understand. It, listen, it is not mere semantics where, oh, Pastor, you know, when we say thirst and hunger is a longing. No, the, please, 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 let's be truthful. Come on, you know that the thirst you mean is actually, Lord, I'm thirsty. And it's amazing when we are in that moment of, Lord, I'm thirsty. You are the cup that never runs dry. I'm thirsty. So you have placed yourself outside the supply, and he's the cup that doesn't run dry, and you are still receiving. When you are now in him, and he says that well in you springs up onto eternal life. Then you are still thirsty. How is that possible? And I know, some will say, if you don't thirst, that is why your life is, your spiritual life is on, you know you are struggling. That is not true. There's no way that said, hey, 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 let me tell you this. The life we are living now is, is just a glimpse of what we we'll live in glory. Are you listening? Now, in heaven we'll eat. In case you don't know, I'm telling you. We will drink. But can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? That life that the Father has called us in, we don't eat because we are hungry and we don't drink because we are thirsty. We eat and drink because they are the necessities of life. Understand that. Not because we are hungry. It's the fallen nature that made man hungry. So the Bible says after Jesus fasted, he was hungered. Check your Bibles. We don't eat because originally, you, if you like, eh? if you like, don't eat when you are hungry, physically. Just make sure I'm eating breakfast at this time and this because it's a necessity for life. You don't know hunger. But you've been trained in such a way that get hungry before you want to crave for food. And you are bringing it into Christ. Get thirsty before you crave for, for water and you are bringing it to Christ. That man that fell after Adam, when Adam fell, man was now hungry and thirsty. 
That's why Jesus came, to quench. Do you understand? That's why he came to quench. So I stopped singing songs of thirst and hunger. Yes. But I, I, the Lord had to train me in this for some years. That, and I was not permitted to preach it until now. So tomorrow I'm going to set in details. I hope you are ready to learn. And ready to share the news. Hallelujah. I'll go into it. I'd rather listen to songs of desire. Songs of desire. Not songs of thirst and hunger. And now people, so when the man of God is saying, who here is thirsty, they see people be broken, emotional, ben bentus. Then they are crying, Lord, Lord, I thirst for your presence. You thirst for his presence. How? If you understand this abundant life, you know you live in constant supply. Give the Lord a mighty clap. You live in constant supply. Are you with me? Yes, I know. Go and update your playlist. Go and update it. Go and update it. You have a playlist that, you know, songs of, you know, then those, uh, oh, yes, of, of songs. So when you get to that point, you know, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> hallelujah. No, we can sing songs of thirst and, um, songs of thirst and hunger when we are doing evangelism. Just like Jesus says, he stood in the mountain and says, Oh, ye that are thirsty, come unto me and I'll give you. But not to the child of God. That's the truth. So when you sing a song of thirst, maybe it's an evangelical program. Or you go for evangelism. You can sing those songs together, people, and let them know that, hey, when you take off this, but listen, we preach that now you've come in and you are still hungry and thirsty. Then Jesus' words were not true. Or you have not received Jesus. Hallelujah. When you understand this principle of constant supply, like I said, you will always desire. And there are different words which communicates desire. But this conference will not permit me to go into all that, but I'm going to deal with the hunger and thirst. I've just quoted one scripture. Hallelujah. To know you more is my heart's desire to lay at your feet is all I long to do your presence, oh Father, is where I belong. At your feet, my God. At your feet, my King. You're not all of you know it. This is a song of design. It's one of our songs, okay? I got this song on stage. Was it early this year? Or some part this year? Yeah. And I, I'm thinking... Who knows any hunger in this song? Yes. I, this is one popular song. Fill my cup, Lord. Listen. You see. It's a wonderful song that has been sung over the ages. But who is it supposed to be addressed to? I know how to sing it. Because I used to love it. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord, come and quench 
that's thirsty of my soul. Bread of heaven, fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it, Lord. Amen. You see, and now I want to ask you, filling a cup, when now he says that you have received eternal life, you have received him, and now it comes into you a well that doesn't run dry, but it's rather springing onto eternal life. Now you are asking the Lord to fill your cup. Are you David? We are not living in the time of David where he spoke about the cup. Hallelujah. Come and quench this thirst. A child of God. Then I'll, let me tell you something. All those times, hey, so what was God doing? He was just looking at you. That's true. He was just looking at you. He was looking at you and was like, you will know the truth one day. I'll take you to ALC one day. Ah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. And you are here. No, am I making spiritual sense? Wave if you think I am. Yes. So now, when, so when I'm writing songs, I'm very careful. You know, some of them are actually proud. You know, some songs are there. It's physically, in the eyes of it, they look like humbling songs. But in per God's word, they are proud songs. Yes. They are proud songs. They are proud prayers. So let the, understand this principle. We don't eat and drink because we are hungry and, 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 and thirsty. Okay? Are we good to go? Yes. So when you understand the spiritual, spiritual principle, you, are, you get, now your Christian walk takes a different turn. It takes a different turn. You not explain that moment of maybe dullness as hunger. And thirst. It will now be a sign of a strong desire. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Thank you, precious Father. Thank you, precious Father. Begin to talk to Him. Begin to talk to Him. is a grace-based ministry headed by the Lord Jesus Christ and led by his servant, the man of God, Pastor Roy King. Our vision is connecting the world to Christ and raising men unto perfection. Our purpose is revealing the righteousness of God to man and our mission, preaching the gospel to everyone in our sphere of contact. We welcome you to join us in worship at the Zion Convocation Arena at North Ligon, 5th Purple Street. On Sundays, we have the Rhema service at 9 a.m. prompt. On Wednesdays, we have the Epikodomio service at 6.30 p.m. prompt. And on Fridays, we have the Hour of Intimacy at 6.30 p.m. prompt. You can contact our team on 
0554 and 055-592-6251. The Temple of Christ, forever we are kinging in Christ.